Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. Ah, the holidays are almost here for most everyone. Of course, uh, school wraps up uh, for some today in the Prairie School Divisions. And uh, in uh, Regina, uh, public and uh, Catholic are still going through to tomorrow. I'm assuming there will be an early dismissal, but uh, lots of holiday spirit going on in our community this time of year. Many of you showed us your support for Santa's Anonymous. We assisted almost 4,500 kids. Everyone's going to wake up Christmas morning, I hope, with a toy under the tree, all thanks to your support of the 54th Annual Santa's Anonymous. Nice work over at the Doubletree Hotel yesterday, hosting the Inner City Christmas Dinner for Kids. It takes a lot of awesome support from the community to pull that one off, but, man, that was a huge success Again last year at the Double Tree. So a good on everyone. And here's a great story, too, of community spirit from Kyle Moffat, who created Sticks and Doodles, a business that makes wooden signs and ornaments with his wife, uh, Danelle. They started back in 2019 and recently they paired up with a local school to spread some holiday cheer. Kyle can share the story. Welcome, Kyle, to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me today. I love uh, community spirit stories. You got one of the best I've heard all holiday season so far. So I want you to take me back to a hospital visit. I think you and your, was it your son you you were in the hospital visiting someone recently? Yeah, you know, my son's seven, you know, asked a lot of questions. We started talking about Christmas. Uh, we make ornaments for a living, so it's always a big topic in our house. And he asked me what happens here at Christmas, and we started to talk about what it's like to be, you know, away from your family or, or somewhere where people are celebrating. I, it just sparked an idea. So we, we, we called the Hospital of the Regina Foundation the next day and we said, how many people are in the hospital? Could we make an ornament for everybody? It's heartbreaking. You know, there's over a thousand people that spend Christmas between the Pasco General and Moscana Rehab. There's a lot of people okay. who are away from family. We were like, well, what could we do? You know, what would work? My kids make ornaments for my grandparents every year. I've made ornaments for my mom. Like every kid does make ornaments for people. And, and people keep them forever. They always mean something. And so we're just like, well, what if we asked a school to be involved? And so we went to our kids' school at Cole Wilford Walker, and we said, if we made a thousand little wood ornaments, would the kids color them? And they were all on board, completely on board. And that's kind of where it became less about us doing this, and it was all about the kids. Because when those kids got the ornament, some of them spent like half an hour coloring writing notes on the back of the ornament, signing their names. And, and yeah, so they, they colored over a thousand of them. They're beautiful and incredible, and we've dropped them off at the hospital, and it's, it's just become this really special moment that hopefully will be shared between these kids and, and the patients at the, at the hospitals. Love it. Let's talk about Sticks and Doodles. Kyle Moffat's my guest. Uh, you guys are a relatively new business. What, uh 2019, is that the day you you cranked it up? Yeah, that's when we started doing this full-time. And, and as I said off the top, you know, you create uh, wooden signs and ornaments. But take me there. How did this really come about as a hobby at first? Yeah, my wife was on mat leave with our son, who's now seven, the one, the one from earlier. And she was just doing, like, mugs and stuff like and mugs and T-shirts, like with a vinyl cutter with a cricket, and asked me if I wanted to start making wooden signs. So we bought a saw, and we put it in our basement bathroom, and... We started, I'd sit on the toilet and cut signs, and she would make mugs, and it just, it was something we really enjoyed doing, and we liked the way it made people feel, and, and it's just kind of taken a life from there, and we now have a store here in Regina with seven staff, and, and they're all very committed to the same 
ideas we have of being a community business and giving back. And this is really a team effort. Everybody here pitches in. Something you just said there just clicked in my brain. Have you had to make a wooden toilet seat that is etched with some sort of, uh, you know, saying in it for someone? No, we we probably should. There you go. Maybe you should come work here. You just asked me. I've got a million ideas. So you create anything as big as the customer's imagination. Yeah, we've experimented with huge, you know, recreations of, of farmhouses. And then we've done tiny little ornaments of people's families. You know, we've got a team here that is, you know, they're artists. What's your favorite project you've worked on so far? Yeah, there's been some really cool ones. We got to do a recreation of the field where the Red Sox and Regina play. We, we drew it all out by hand and then there were, it was like 500 pieces of hand-painted wood that our team assembled into a recreation of the field. So anytime we get to work with a local team, um, we did another one with the Regina Thunder recently of their, uh, their team coming out on the field. Like those local ones are so much fun. We always joke that Nobody makes things for Saskatchewan except Saskatchewan makers. Like, we're not a priority on the world meter to make, you know, Regina-themed ornaments. And people here love to do them. And so, you know, like, I'm looking at an NOD north of Dudney ornament right now. You won't find anything like that anywhere else. No one would even understand what it means, uh, but we make them. Kyle Moffat's my guest. Kyle, some of those projects you just talked about, do you have pictures on a website, or how, how could someone get an idea of what we're talking about? Yeah, we put everything on our website. We've got a great social media following, and we, we try and share all the cool things that our team works on hit me up with your website yeah sticksanddoodles.com kyle what a pleasure it is talking to you good work great spirit in the community and it's a pleasure to have a relationship here at rolco with you guys and businesses like yours okay thanks so much i appreciate you having me today Only four more shopping days to go if you count today. And uh, we're talking about last-minute uh, gift-giving ideas. Taking your uh, text at one 877 and comments from the CJME Morning Show Facebook page. Uh, Sue Hemingway said, gift certificate for house cleaning, massage, groceries, anything to relieve some stress. That would be a good one. And, and what about the gift of time? Maybe it's just experiencing sympathy with your family, go out, do an outdoor activity. Won't be building a snow fort, that's for sure, because there's just no snow in the long-range forecast. Kevin Martell, who joins me now. Hey, you can never go wrong just before that, last minute. You can never go wrong with food and or drink. Yes. Everybody everybody eats at the very least. And a drink doesn't have to be booze. It can be what, come on, that I would always take that. And that's my go-to. Oh, no, I need uh, one last thing for so-and-so. A snack or a treat of some kind. Okay. All right. That's easy. That's easy. And we just heard from Sticks and Doodles. They got some cool Christmas ornaments. And Pam Caswell said, tie a gift card to one of those. That'd be a good last-minute gift as well. Hey, uh, Swift Current was 12 degrees yesterday. (laughs) Maple Creek, 15. Moose Jaw got up to 8. We only hit zero. A lot of people ask me all the time, why is it the Moose Jaw is always warmer than Regina? We are in a bit of a valley compared to Moose Jaw. They're a bit higher elevation, and they get that warmer air a lot. But uh, today we should be about plus four degrees. So it's it's hard on snowmobilers. There's no trails. Cross-country skiers, they're giving up on the sport. Well, and... (laughs) Senior climatologist David Phillips, he brought up a good point, too, that if we don't get snow, and I mean, we still have a long ways to go on winter as it just officially gets underway tonight, 
But if we don't get the snow, if we don't get that snow packed, well, then you're not going to have, you're going to have a repeat kind of a last year of more drought and the risk of wildfires, you know, that's, that's even somehow worse than it was last year. All the smoky days that we had, it seemed like almost half the summer, if not more, was filled with smoke. Wildfires was his number one weather story yeah. of 2023. And uh, I, I was, I was thinking, as he mentioned that about how, the Canadian wildfire smoke invaded the U.S. as far away as Europe, too, the way the wind carried it across the Atlantic. I uh, I just remember those images of New York, uh, you know, on sunrise or sunset, which, you know, that's when the the wildfire smoke looked even worse. But... Looked like Mars. Yeah. Calgary, yeah. I remember. Alberta, like right. they had they had it bad, too. I was in Edmonton for a wedding in May, and it was, it was probably the thickest smoke I've ever been a part of like it yeah. was it was hefty but you're right without the moisture it could get even worse next year but i still feel that we, we can't be treated this well mother nature's gonna hit us big time hit us hard mid-january feb well we will certainly if we don't get a, a big snow dump we will almost 100 percent get those you know that cold snap or two the minus 40 that we're all uh, accustomed to we'll get that kevin martell's with me and i can't help but think of uh the last few weeks here we've had four deaths from fires and uh, Regina fire department they held a news conference yesterday reminding everyone about uh, smoke detectors this holiday season candles are burning you're cooking more uh, th- this has got me thinking i have gone many years without a fire extinguisher now i'm going out to buy one today even for cooking purposes because well i'm that kind of a cook sometimes but it just it's a good reminder isn't it that you know, as sad as these stories are, we got to take a, uh, a moment and think, okay, are we ready? Yeah, and I, and I know when we moved into our house, we had uh, in the garage, there was a fire extinguisher already there. Something that I wouldn't have immediately thought of, but when it's hanging there, you think, oh, yeah, that's probably, you're right, a good thing to have. And, yeah, smoke alarms, I mean, this is the good time of year. My partner was talking about, you know, do we have AA batteries? And I was kind of like, well, why? We should change the smoke alarm. Yeah. She's like, you do it on, you know, at this time, like when you change to a new season, like, oh, I didn't realize that. So it's a good reminder. And like we've, like you just said, I mean, the fire department says this kind of thing saves lives. Make sure you have working smoke alarms. And and you know what? A lot of people don't know this, but if you have a newer home, they're hardwired, right? But they still need batteries. And check the date. Every smoke detector comes with the date. It, uh, I think, I don't know, there's six or seven years they last, and you got to replace them entirely too. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Martell from the 980 CJME Newsroom at 658. I'm dreaming of white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Well, you can dream all you want. It's not looking like a white Christmas, or at least not too much of one. We, uh, we do have some snow in the shade here and there, but uh, no big dump of snow in the long-range forecast for this coming weekend. And even early next week, it looks to be very similar as to the week we experienced uh, here this week and continue to see warm temperatures. Now, perhaps for the holidays, you're jetting off to a warmer destination. If that's the case, get there early to the Regina Airport. James Bogus, CEO of the Regina Airport with me now. James, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Greg. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Now, uh, if you're going to make a trip to the airport, 
you can make it easier on us uh, with a few tips. What do you got? Well, the advice that you hear from me every year has not changed, Greg, and it's to make sure you come early when you're traveling, and we're asking passengers to come two hours before your flight. Even if I'm going uh, to Calgary? Even if you're going to Calgary, especially in the morning when we have a lot of those head start flights going out, the security lines, even when they're firing on all cylinders, they can get very backed up upwards of 25 to 30 minutes during certain peak times of the year. So, so come two hours early. So can you really monitor important. those lineups online anywhere, James? We sure can. So in our terminal building, we actually display the information. But in addition, on our website and on CATSA's website, they will actually give you kind of a five-minute window, you know, zero to five minutes, 20 to 25 minutes, wait times for many airports in Canada, including Regina. And? Packing. This is the one that really holds people up. It's what can I put in my carry-on? What can I put in my check bag? And what can I not bring at all? Couple the really common things this time of year, uh, liquids, gels, and powders. And you're wondering, why does that apply to Christmas? Well, Greg, think about it. You bring a snow globe through, for example. It's got liquid in it. Anything over 100 milliliters not clearly marked as being under that amount, you simply cannot bring it on your carry-on bag. Same thing with powders. So let's say you got Grandma's baking recipe secrets with you. You can't bring more than about the size of a pop can. It's about 350 milliliters. Those things can be checked, though. Many things are more liberal there. Go to Katza's website. Katza. .gc.ca. We got a great link off the front page of our website. You can plug in your what you're bringing. It'll tell you what bag you can bring it in. James Bogus, my guest. Last year, Sunwing was a nightmare. It's now been taken over by WestJet. How are the hot destination flights going this year? Justifiably so ticked off. Uh, this year, as you said, under new management, and they're incredibly busy. We've even seen WestJet, what we call upgauge, or put on a larger Boeing 737 on some of the routes because of their popularity. Some of those return flights in years past, though, have been delayed considerably. Have, have you noticed anything on the, uh, the return flights? Nothing that has come to my attention, but that does not mean these things can't change over time. And obviously, you get the odd mechanical on an aircraft. But in terms of those weather events we were seeing last year, really around this time, haven't seen anything like that yet. James Bogus from Regina Airport. Uh, when you look at the year 2023, in review, a couple of quick thoughts. Well, I got to tell you, we saw the return of Montreal and Kelowna for summer service. Passengers got a lot busier in the summer, which was incredible. And of course, just recently, so we had that amazing announcement with Minneapolis-St. Paul announced on November 20th, coming with WestJet starting next year in April. We also completed a $26.5 million runway project, Greg. Uh, that was a large 15-year endeavor. It's about every 10 to 15 years we have to resurface the runway. That has now also been completed. But if it wasn't for such a supportive community, our airport uh, certainly wouldn't have had the rebound it had this year. We're hoping for a very, very strong 2024. Upping your game in 24 with a lot more direct flights, Montreal, Vancouver, what am I missing? Well, we've got more capacity now to major markets from Air Canada. We're talking Toronto, we're talking Vancouver being the two big ones, but we're very excited that Air Canada just announced, uh, literally in the last few days, they're going to be converting that previously shared flight with Saskatoon to Montreal. It's now going to be a true non-stop, which will be great for the summer season. But what I'm really, really focused on is seeing our seat capacity. So for the listeners, this simply means how many seats you can buy in our market from a major airline like a WestJet or an Air Canada. We want to see that return to pre-pandemic or 2019 levels. We're just not quite there yet. We're seeing new airlines coming into the Canadian marketplace like Porter, Lynx, and others. 
We've certainly been talking with all of them, trying to encourage them to consider coming to the Queen City. Uh, hopefully more good news in the new year, but I'm very excited as an airport CEO. When I look at the market, I'm seeing growth again, and I cannot wait to be talking about growing beyond our previous peaks, which was around 1.2 million passengers. Cannot wait to get back there. James Bogus, all the best this holiday season, and uh, Happy New Year, too. Absolutely, Greg. Happy New Year to you and the listeners, and have a great one. I can promise you 2024 is going to be a great year for Regina and also for YQR. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Well, welcome to winter, plus four today and tomorrow, and a mild weekend ahead for the last uh, pretty much shopping weekend before the big guy arrives. Uh, It uh, is uh, down to the crunch now, four days to shop, and then that is it. And yesterday, beautiful work over the Doubletree Hotel, the inner city Christmas dinner for kids was uh, held, and they had awesome support from the community. Joining me now, Evan Bray, who will be here, of course, at 8.30. You have been a part of that year after year. How does that all come together? There's a lot of input there, isn't yeah, there, it's It's an incredible opportunity to get together. All of the inner city schools come there for a, for an incredible turkey lunch. And uh, we, you know, when I was at the Regina Police Service, along with fire, we would be servers. So you're walking out with hot plate, hot plate coming through <laughs> and uh, and serving these uh, young and very appreciative students from all through the, the city. Yeah, the pictures look great. Looks like it was a, a fun time. So the weather, it continues, you know, every day. You can't go anywhere without someone saying, can you believe how yeah. mild it is? In the double digits in the southwest there, in Swift Current yesterday, I think they were, what, 15 degrees last I checked? And, uh, it, uh, pardon me, 12 yesterday, 15 in Maple Creek. That corner of the province is typically ultra dry the yeah. last few years from a farming uh, standpoint. I know a lot of farmers getting a little antsy right now. And uh, even David Phillips brought up the point, his wildfires uh, wildfires this year were the number one weather story. Yeah. And he worries that if it continues to be dry, well, of course, that'll only get worse next year. But y- you you have a farming connection there. When do they start to panic in your neighborhood? Well, you know, I, I think it really comes down to what is th- what do things look like by the time we're getting close to spring. And so some years when you don't get a lot of snow, but you get some heavy rain through maybe even March or certainly April and May, that can, that can do just as well. So... To me, it's not always about not having a lot of snow. It's it's about getting that moisture in the spring. Now, obviously, you you pointed it out that southwest part of the province they have been suffering with drought. the The land is is cracked and dry. They need some snow, and so I hope that we do get a couple of dumps of the white stuff sometime here. Uh, I, I think we're gonna nail hard mid Jan, <laughs> early Feb. It's got to come back at us, all this mild weather. But, you know, you have to remind yourself, we, we're talking about a brown Christmas here, but as you've had listeners uh, of your show say, it ain't brown here in the southeast no. corner right yeah, now. Yeah, they got a ton of snow. They're talking yesterday, someone called in, talking about snowshoeing and skiing. I mean, there are, you know, there are some great parts of Saskatchewan that have plenty of snow. Yeah, well, I guess that's what you need to know. Where's the snow uh, for Go the next the couple snow. weeks? Go, Go to, the, to snow. the snow. Okay, so a hot topic yesterday, of course, the Fed's announcing uh, that uh, all new vehicles must be zero emissions by 2035. And uh, you and I kind of touched on this yesterday. 
Uh, it just seems like it's a ridiculous short amount of time they want everything yeah. to be converted here. And yeah. what was the reaction like yesterday on the show? People were calling in nonstop, <laughs> basically saying, absolutely, this is not attainable. This is not something. And, you know, what happens is the more you talk about it, people all of a sudden will go, well, what about this? Like they bring up different things that you don't even think about. Are you and I going to want to clutch on to our gas powered vehicle to the point that we need more mechanics and parts to keep that vehicle on the yeah. road because we're not ready to convert? I mean, these are the unintended consequences that we talk about. So well, today, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm even wondering what's, you know, from SAS power standpoint, are they concerned about yeah, this? Yeah, well, that there was lots of talk about that. So today we have someone from SAS Power, who's joining us on the show. I've got a buddy in town who has a Tesla. I called him and said, would you join me? He says, am I going to get beat up? <laughs> I said, no, you're not going to get beat up. But uh, you know what? We want to understand, do you have problems in the wintertime? Is it tough traveling large, long distances when you've got to stop and charge your vehicle? These are questions people want to know. I'm sure it is. I'm not against an electric vehicle. I said yesterday, I want an electric truck one day. I can't afford it right now. That's the problem. But, but it's just, it doesn't seem like everything's in place to allow yeah. this plan to yeah. unfold as they want it. Premature, but, Greg. Premature. Well, okay. <laughs> I won't say anything there. Uh, 727 now. And uh, anything else uh, coming up on the big show today? You know what? We're trying to we're trying to get ready for Christmas. So, you know, every once in a while, you got to soften it a little bit and talk about some things that are more Christmassy. For example, tomorrow on Bugs and Hugs. No bugs. Just hugs. We're doing that. John said he did it a couple of times. It works great. Oh, okay. He went from Bugs Day, the hour of rage, to Hugs Day, the hour of praise. So tomorrow we're doing hugs during okay. Bugs and Hugs. Sounds good. Yeah. Are you enjoying uh, listening to Santa from the North Pole? Yes, tell these he kids? is. I want to call in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you coming should. up. <laughs> you really should. Uh, I think Mayor Sandra Masters is due to be in studio here, too. I hope she gets here early. I want to see if she's on the naughty list well, or the nice list of Santa. Well, we just saw that council <laughs> meeting. We all have our opinions. 728.